Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Yet another cold and gray morning in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, here by the window. Um, but not as cold as it was last week, a few days, uh, during which I did my patented nine-layer running outfit which consists of five t-shirts, a hoodie, a light jacket, uh, another light jacket, and then this like weird pullover thing, which is like Tommy Hilfiger or something. Um, I don't, it was, I acquired for free at some point, uh, specifically for running purposes. But anyway, yeah, it's not that cold today. Um, although actually whilst, while talking about running gear. My friend Eric told me last week while we were on the stoop having uh, a couple of beers that he runs in like a kind of light goose down jacket type thing. And I realized I had one in the basement that I never wear. I bought very cheap at JCPenney like in Cincinnati like 10 years ago. Excuse me. And I wore it uh, over the weekend, the one morning where it was whatever it was, like 12 degrees in the morning and I went running because I had to go get the car which is parked in deep red hook and otherwise I would have been tempted to not run but anyway wow that wearing that goose (laughs) that light goose jacket makes a huge difference so I have cut down um on my layers on these cold mornings and no longer will I ever again roll out the nine layer running outfit which as Eric noted um because he saw me once uh, on the way to school in my running outfit that it's like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man coming down the street. And I don't doubt it, and I'm glad I don't have any images or pictures of what I look like wearing wearing all that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, this light goose jacket that I bought, never wore, and I thought it might come in handy one day, and it did. Uh, so anyway, that's the weather update. It was very cold, now it's less cold. Um, Oh, more weather update. It's apparently supposed to possibly snow one or two or three inches overnight. And I'm hoping it will, or I'm hoping the forecast will indicate it will, so that the city cancels alternate side parking and I don't have to move my car, which is in a Thursday spot. Um, we'll see. Um, speaking of parking, I finally watched that How To with John Wilson episode on parking in New York City. And, um, it is hilarious and brilliant, um, and I felt seen in many, many ways, um, but very much so by the overarching theme of the episode, which is that if you have a car in New York City, you are always thinking about parking, and park the, the idea of parking will follow you to your grave. Um, so yeah, great episode. But okay, now the week. Let's talk about the last two weeks. Well, we're still in this Omicron wave, and so I haven't done anything socially besides hang out on the stoop and also go to a backyard thing. More on that in a bit. But yeah, just um, been in lockdown. No changes in the neighborhood mask report. Um, people are still... Masked in N95s for the most part when indoors at stores um, and such. 
I guess there's been the tiniest um, pullback in people wearing masks outdoors too. Although in the winter, you never know if people just decide to put them on as they leave their house and keep them on for warmth and to not have to deal with it um, when they're entering and exiting a place. Um, But yeah, for a while there between like around Christmas or New Year's, people were like fully masked in N95s outdoors too, but that's lessened a bit. Um, And the New York numbers the city numbers seem to be going, they're, decre- they're, they're decreasing, as it says on the NYC COVID line, uh, site. So yeah, the numbers are decreasing. And hopefully, um, I can one day go inside a bar or restaurant again and hang out <laughs> for more than a minute ordering something. Uh, the next test, um, not COVID test or anything, is I think I'm going to go to the War on Drugs at the Garden on Saturday, the 29th of January, so in like a week and a half. And yeah, I am counting on this decreasing trend to continue uh, so that I feel comfortable doing that. Um, obviously, I will be masked, um, but and I think the band is requesting everyone be masked, but of course they can't force people. But of course everyone has to be vaccinated because it's um, the city. Uh, anyway... We'll see. Um, So, yeah, speaking of testing, COVID testing, there's been a lot of COVID testing around these parts uh, because we have these home tests. So we haven't been doing them a ton, like, but we've been kind of, like, intelligently rolling out our testing so that, like, one of the grownups in the house will do it. Then Julie, like, I'll do it. And then, like, Julie, four days later, will do it if she feels like she's sick or something. Um and then Oliver, we did it before he went back to school, and then we did it a week later. And now there's been, like, a grown-up positive in his classroom, which is the way of saying, like, a teacher or, like, a para in the class. So there's been two out of the three adults. So now he's testing way more often, and he's still testing negative. Thankfully, all of the testing lines in New York, and I'm assuming elsewhere, have gone way down since that peak over the holidays um, where seem like people a were testing to be careful and to test themselves and be testing because they were going to see family members or because they needed to go back to school or get on a plane or this or that or who knows so um yeah no no more do we see the lines around the corner um and i could once again go into the urgent care on the corner if i wanted to but over the weekend we decided to go to the new york city one one of the new york city ones like just where you don't even have to deal with literally paperwork. It was just like you go up to this van, the one in Red Hook on the corner of um, Bay Street and Clinton. It was kind of like a van. And actually, I hadn't done the van before. So I feel like I've signed up for so many of these different like ecosystems of testing. And this was a new one. So I had to sign up again on my phone. Only took like <clears throat> not even a minute. Um, and then you wait. They see you there. Um and then they they signal that, you know, you got to wait. And then they open the door of this, like, uh, vehicle. It's you know, like one of those modern sprinter-type short buses, short fans-type things. And they said, step up onto the first step. But don't step up on the second step, which is what I did accidentally first. So I had to go back down to the first step. And then they swabbed me, and that was it. And it was funny because while I was in there, there was a delay. And then while I was in there, and I just stepped up, and then step back. Uh, one of the three people in there 
all of a sudden said, woo. And um, the other said, wait, what happened? And she goes, I'm negative. I just tested myself. So that was good. So yeah, got the rapid results. Um, Mine actually took an hour. It was weird. Julie's, she got hers while I was being tested, (laughs) while I was actually in the van testing. She had gone first. So, and then we got the PCR results in less than 24 hours. So now it's back to normal for testing, I think. Um, So that's nice and pleasant. Other neighborhood news, um, went back to Warby Parker because uh, my prescription sunglasses that I went in and ordered on Christmas Eve, they arrived. So now I have a new set of prescription sunglasses that are actually with my current prescription. And I haven't worn them because it hasn't been that bright out. Um, it's been very overcast, but I'm a little worried that the the tint isn't so dark on this particular frame just because of that's the frame type. Um or that's the lens type that goes with this frame. Uh, So we'll see. But I still have my two previous prescription sunglasses. And even though they're old prescriptions, you know, they still are fine um, for wearing here and there once in a while. So now I have a selection, which is cool. Uh, Let's see. New coffee shop. Did I mention this last night? time? I went to Duo Plus. Duo Plus is in the old Osaka space on Court Street, and Osaka, the beloved Japanese and sushi restaurant, moved next door into the old, what was that bar called? Strong Place. So Osaka moved next door, and then this new Duo Plus moved in. Um, Also Asian-owned business, which is nice, Um, and they had fine enough coffee. It's Brooklyn Roasting Company, but the more coffee shops, the better around here because they're all packed and outdoor seating during a pandemic is at a premium. So the more outdoor seating opportunities I'm happy with because I like to go sit down by myself outdoors and write stuff down or do crossword puzzles. And it's pretty, um, <laughs> it's pretty disheartening to walk up to a coffee shop and see all the outdoor tables taken. I'm like, ah, um, so anyway, Duo Plus, which is at 270 two i think court street um measure twice the um really cool stationary shop on court street uh that is like at court of baltic or so owned by this couple and the the one of the couple is zach uh baracus i think his name is who is the drummer in the band jawbox a band i am not that familiar with i know their name of course but i don't know that genre of sort of like um discord um rock well uh discord records but anyway he's very cool very nice shop owner i don't think i've ever seen him without his mask on and because um we're all wearing masks inside but uh i bought my new planner for 2022 there it's um a what is the brand called i always say Leinen kugel but it's a german like lichterin or something um just a very sleek very nice um 2022 planner I got and um I recently bought some cards there and I bought these really cool kind of like greeting cards that say spread love it's the Brooklyn way and it's meant to look like a tile signage inside a subway station and I asked if they were going to be running out because I was like I love these and I kind of want to continue to buy these and send these for forever indefinitely and they were like oh yeah that the artist is local we can have them make them anytime. I was like, oh, perfect. So I bought a few of those. Um, what else have we done? We 
was it last weekend, Sunday? I think so. We went to um, Astoria because Julie's friend, uh, her and her husband moved to a new condo in Astoria. And if you know me, you know that I lived in Astoria for uh, 11 years and um, 10 and a half years. And I love Astoria, but I don't ever want to go back. <laughs> I'm I'm done with Astoria. I do like to go visit every once in a while. Um, but for someone who's as nostalgic as I am and who lives close by to a place that I spent much of my adulthood in, I don't ever really feel the pull to go there. But we went up there. Uh, Julie wanted to get them cookies and stuff. So we went to my old Italian bakery, which was a block from my apartment called Gian Piero on 20, uh, 30th Avenue and 45th Street and got some stuff. And then we went over to our friend's place, which is in this new condo on 31st Street near near Dipmars Boulevard, which is a part of a story I never really hung out in because it was kind of on the other side of Astoria. But um, I like it over there. It's very urban and dense and shop and restaurant heavy, uh, which is cool. Uh, I lived over in the kind of almost suburbs of Astoria. It was bodega on a corner, stuff on 30th Avenue, but nothing like awesome, <laughs> you know. Um, so, I mean, there were some awesome things. It was the Keys Pub. There was the um, Italian uh, deli that I cannot remember the name of, um, the, the Italian Salumeria. Um, and there was that, that bakery I just mentioned, but pretty quiet. But yeah, Dittmar's is um, pretty cool. I could live over Dittmar's if I hadn't already lived in Astoria. And it's closer to Astoria Park, which is great. So we went to Astoria, and then we came back. Um, let's see. This past, like a week ago, Oliver had an issue, so we took him to the doctor. Um, and we were worried it was something gastrointestinal internal because he was kind of like holding his tummy, and he was like, it hurts. So I drove Julie and Oliver up to our doctor up on Pierpont and Cadman Plaza, and since only one parent is allowed in, I drove around and I parked and I went into our my old coffee shop that I used to live across the street from, Vineapple, um, which my friends Joe Russo and Pooja used to own. And they owned they were the original owners and they opened it. And um, they sold it a couple of years ago. I don't know the new people, but they seem very nice on social media. And I think Joe and Pooja like them. So that's good. Uh, and it's great. It's still a great place. They kind of redid the way they do tables and desks and stuff in there. So the coffee table that my parents gave to me and that I years later gave to Vineapple is no longer there. So I wonder where it is. It was nice and it was in good condition. So I hope it's in somebody's living room or something. Um, so Vineapple. Uh, oh, and so Oliver was fine. It turns out he pulled his groin muscle, um, which is, uh, I guess the groin muscle has like a surprisingly large sort of footprint <laughs> um, in that area of the body. So that explains why he was holding his like kind of lower tummy. Um, but poor guy. So he pulled it just running around doing kid stuff. And our doctor, who has become also our friend, um, made sure it wasn't something like appendicitis. So... That's nice. Um, so, yeah, they were like, the doctor was like, yeah, there's nothing nothing to do except wait for it to heal. Be careful. Stretch it out if you want. I was like, Oliver's not going to stretch, but okay. Um, and then you yeah, have seen some people in person. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, 
Eric came over to the stoop. We had some beers. That was a lot of fun. Um, he brought over some Fin du Monde from the bodega. Um, let's see. My friend Alec Bemis came by uh, after spending weeks, it seems, up in Toronto, in the annex in Toronto, um, at his wife Jess's place. And um, he brought me four Coffee Crisp chocolate bars, for which I am very, very grateful I've already had one, and then Julie yesterday wanted one, but I suggested we split it because I didn't want her to have the whole thing. I'm just joking. But she was like, oh, yeah, I'll split it. I was like, great. Um, Coffee Crisp is like kind of like the best chocolate bar, I think. Um, it's not as decadent as some of my other favorites, like, say, Take Five or a Reese's type thing. But anyway, Coffee Crisp. I love it. Thank you, Alec. Um, and then my old coworker and my old and current friend Jeremy stopped by because he got his haircut once again at Blue and Black and we had coffee once again after his haircut and we went to Nerd Be Cool um, which is just across Court Street from us so that was nice so I saw three non-family people in person socially in the past two weeks so that's not bad all outdoors so that's been the week oh and we had another virtual dead night last night on the, the Relics channel on Twitch with me, Scott Devendorf, and Michael Arthur doing live drawing, and it went well. Scott had some technical gremlins, so I did more DJing than usual, but that was kind of fun, too. You get into a groove. But anyway, it all went well. And that brings us up to, I guess, now. <laughs> um, let's see. So media. Well, I was going to say CDs. There's been a lot of chatter lately about CDs making a comeback, which I'm all for, I guess, because what I want is for manufacturers to start making like high quality $200 CD players again. Because as of right now, you can only get really crappy cheap CD players or like 300 and higher really well-made CD players, which I will get if need be. Um, there's a Yamaha one I'm eyeing. But yeah, I'm hoping this signals like sort of some more, more um, inventory and uh choice for cd players just sort of like mid-range cd players um so yeah i welcome the cd revival i'm kind of surprised it took this long but i knew it was coming um especially with vinyl being so weird these days with like people can't like order vinyl get vinyl made it's insane um so yeah i like cds uh there was an article in rolling stone uh about like rob sheffield's Rob Sheffield writing about CDs, um, which I agree with. He kind of nailed all the things that are good about it. Um, it's sort of like the perfect medium for longer form music to go deeper on since CDs have long run times. And so anyway, good for CDs. Speaking of albums, I listened to two albums. Um, I think only two, at least that's all I can remember right now. Um, new albums that were released in the past couple of weeks uh on that day that we drove to a story and back we listened to the new weekend album what is it called dawn fm really good really good um i think the first thing that so it's conceit throughout the album is that you're listening to a radio station called dawn fm and then all these songs get played and it reminded me of one of my favorite albums from youth which i still very much like because that's what happens when you discover something um in your adolescence but the album radio chaos by roger waters which came out in the fall of 1987 
at the same time as Pink Floyd's momentary lapse of reason, and Roger Waters, of course, had recently left Pink Floyd, and those two parties loathed each other, and I loved both albums, but um, I very much agreed with what, with what was the consensus then and is still today, which is that Radio Chaos is brilliant as a story and has brilliant lyrics, but for the most part, the music is a little lacking. And A Momentary Lapse of Reason has mostly great music, although it does have some clunkers for David Gilmour. But, um, I mean, like Dogs of War is what I'm thinking of most um, prominently. But, but, um, but yeah, if, if only they had stayed together, that, that imaginary um, full band Pink Floyd album from 1987 would have just been a blockbuster, I bet more of a blockbuster than momentary lapse was too but momentary lapse people don't love it um it hasn't survived well i know um some people do love it i think my friend rick loves it i certainly love it but um and i love all of the artwork that came with it um i have i have the one one slip 12 inch single and also cd single and just some really great art but but yeah. So anyway, this all this all Don, this Dawn FM thing reminded me of Radio Chaos. Um, oddly, Roger Waters doesn't like Radio Chaos. He says it sounds too '80s and dated, which I think is like, yeah, it's fine to be dated. It came out in the '80s, you know. Um, I think he made really good use of some of the sonic trappings of the era. Um, so yeah, if you ever have a gummy and don't know what to listen to, you should try Radio Chaos because I think it's pretty awesome. Um, anyway, so Don FM by the weekend, great album. Um, and I also listened to the new Elvis Costello album, the boy named if, which is like the third incredible late era Elvis Costello album in a row. Like there was look now, which was brilliant, had all these incredible melodies. The last one, um, which I can't believe is slipping my mind right now, but was a bit more like avant-garde. Um, it was like the trust era sound, but playing even like spikier, weirder music, so good. And this new one is like a combination of both. It has that spiky, um, like almost avant-garde underness, but it but there's like really beautiful melodies on it. So the boy named If by Elvis Costello. What a great musician! And um, his interviews are always fascinating. So there's a bunch of interviews right now because he's promoting the album. So if you if you come across any in your feeds or anything. Um, they're always interesting, even if you're not a fan of his. He has a lot to say about music in general. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and I watched some TV and movies. So I told you about how to with John Wilson, which was great. Um, the episode I watched. I watched also the scaffolding episode. Also great. Um, the Tragedy of Macbeth, the new Joel Cohen movie uh, starring Denzel Washington and Francis McNorman and um, Alex Hassel and others and it's just beautiful um i see some criticism saying that like it leans too much into it's like black and white stark design element to it that aesthetic but i mean when every single scene image in your hour and 40 minute movie is like worthy of framing and putting on a wall it's like whatever it's just a gorgeous movie to look at and it starts so well it just like starts immediately with these like brisk soliloquies um speaking almost directly into the camera it's um so like engrossing and mesmerizing 
Um, and Denzel Washington is just like, uh, it's just like, it's music hearing him recite these lines. Um, so yeah. And then this like low key thing I watched was El Defo on Apple TV. It's a three part animated series based on a true story and narrated by the author of her experience losing her hearing as a young girl, like a four-year-old in the late seventies and just kind of growing up as up, up until like, you know, over those middle years of her childhood with this being, being essentially deaf. She has a hearing aid. She has other things, but, um, she mostly can't hear. And it's very touching and very well done. So L Defo, D E A F O. And I think with that, I've talked very long for this, um, (laughs) uh, for, for my brand, I've spoken too long. Um, so I guess that's it. I hope the numbers keep decreasing. I would like to, um, do things. I would like to see you, whoever is in New York and other people too. (laughs) I would like to see everyone. Um, I would like to travel. I would like to go to concerts. I would like to sit at the big table that's at the Smith side window of Bargrade Harry and, um, just look out the window. Anyway, this has been the Conrad Life Report, episode 78, coming from the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Uh, Stay safe and sane and try to be happy, I guess, and um, talk next time.